Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. In Wanda, we get a character who has quite literally tried to build a life and make decisions informed by the television shows that brought her comfort. Wanda is a TV romance nerd. She would listen to this podcast. We are doing Spider-Man the Musical. Hello, everyone, and welcome or welcome back to Talking Ship Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Megan Fitzgerald. This is a show where we talk about couples from TV and why we love them or don't, why they work or don't, and what we can learn from them as we go about our non-fictional lives and non-fictional relationships, because sometimes... It's just easier to learn from TV characters than to learn from ourselves. This particular episode, we might be leaning a little bit more into the fictional world um, as opposed to the non-fictional world as we are talking about WandaVision. We're talking about Wanda and Vision from WandaVision. That's right. We are diving in to the MCU and I am absolutely terrified of the internet for doing this (laughs) and i just want to acknowledge that maybe at first glance um this seems off brand uh and i hear that but hear me out in wanda we get a character who has quite literally tried to build a life and make decisions informed by the television shows that brought her comfort and the couples from TV that she saw as ideal relationships. Wanda is a TV romance nerd. She would listen to this podcast. She so would. I haven't introduced you yet. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. So this is a, a, a embodied voice speaking so far. I'm not here. Your cat, your, uh, your, uh, Randall Park coming to me from the radio. Who's doing this to you, Megan? <laughs> You are you push you pitch, pitch this to me. Okay, wait, we'll get to we'll, we'll, go yeah, back. We'll go back. We'll intro, go back. intro. We have to go back. We have to go back. Um, that was a lost reference. This show is a love letter to TV. I think in so many ways. So it's kind of the perfect show for us to cover because we are lovers of television. However, it is a lot of it is uh, you know the superhero universe. So we're not going to draw a ton of parallels to real life dating because like I, I'm I'm pretty good at this, but I, I'm not delusional. So this episode is going to be a little different of a structure. We're going to talk about Wanda Vision the show, do a little TV analysis, and then we are going to talk about Wanda and Vision as a couple and do a little relationship analysis because that's what we do. That's how our brains work when we're watching uh, an Avengers movie. And then we're maybe going to do the wildest thing I've ever attempted to do on this podcast. And that's um, give our opinions on the entire MCU universe of couples. Because I, like Wanda, love inviting chaos. (laughs) Okay, but first, here he is to host this wild, ambitious, weird episode with me. A wild, ambitious weirdo who you previously heard host our Shit's Creek season with me. From Schitt's Creek to WandaVision, that's called range. Welcome back, J.P. Maddock. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, hello, Megan. 
Um, thank you for having me back. Oh. I was thinking about the similarities and the differences between Schitt's Creek and WandaVision. And there's a lot of similarities. I mean, in a way, it was written by the star of the show. If you kind of bend the, the idea that okay. Wanda wrote it Hi. for herself. Okay. It's all about like a fish out of water family, uh, like a delusional mother going through mental breakdown. And mm-hmm. the two biggest ones is that um, we have some of the best acting from Catherine's in television. And I wouldn't be shocked if Catherine gets an, an Emmy nom for this. Disney Plus is going to push WandaVision, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Just if anyone in the entire world, you were to copy paste an entire career onto my life, it would be Catherine Hahn's career. For sure. This is a really good time also for us to do a spoiler alert. Oh, yes. <laughs> we're talking about WandaVision, but we're like also going to make reference to a lot of other movies. So if you care, this is your spoiler warning. You've right. been warned. That being said, let's talk Marvel. Okay. Yeah. So JP, tell us about your Marvel experience. Right, 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 How right. hard can people come from you for you if you don't get it wrong? Also, I think this is a really good time to bring up the fact that one time JP got something wrong about Shit's <laughs> Creek and literally about the color of a shirt. I know. And the internet came for us. So if we get anything wrong about the MCU, <laughs> we're done. I mean, I think that was one of my favorite internet interactions I've ever had with a stranger. Okay, well, to answer your question, I was born in, um, let me see, 1992. And I didn't get into superheroes or comics until the pandemic. So I've been interested for about a year now. And I think, I mean, I actually think that's like really common. uh, Like turning to superheroes during the pandemic because it feels like this big our world is under attack and it's easy to relate a little bit more to a superhero and like superhero movies and Marvel movies feel so much like Greek tragedies mm-hmm. where like a whole community would go and watch and then they all know what's going to happen. They all know the hero is going to make it out or turn into a villain. It's like the two outcomes of superhero movies. So uh, anyway, it was easy to like just dive into through the pandemic. And I went through like, the chronological order based on a guy's list on Reddit. And I would say like I'm a really big fan of what the Marvel franchise is doing in terms of how it's changing entertainment. And because I mean, it's like only a couple of years ago that we had Black Panther nominated for Best Picture. I think it was like the first mm-hmm. superhero comic movie to do that. And I'm like less excited about like comic book plot lines and if they stay true to it and more about how they're going to open up and create that multiverse, which we're about to see. Um, Okay. So I think that, you know, if you're going to come for us, come for us for what we say about the relationships and the interpersonal discussions we're having and less Mm -hmm. about the nerd, like comic book talk. And you can save that for Comic-Con, which I've never been to, but I would love to go to now that I've like invested some time in this. I would love to go. Here's my disclaimer is like, I wouldn't consider myself a super fan, but I am someone who like loves, I love the movies in a way that like maybe feels off brand for someone who like also loves Gossip Girl. But I love the movies for the same reason that I love mashups. You know, like I love seeing something familiar where you didn't expect it. You know, like what's Walking on Sunshine doing in the middle of the song Halo? What's Thor doing with the Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't know, but I'm like here for it. Because I am the person that I am always in watching these movies, my brain has worked the way that it does. 
and the, the little bit of romance in the MCU, like that's where I'm paying attention when nobody else does. Everyone else is like getting up to refill their drinks. And I'm like, please be quiet. Linda Cardellini is speaking. Um, so let's go into that's our general like MCU take. Let's go into our experience watching this show, watching WandaVision itself. And we had two different versions of it because. Yeah, we did it. We did it in two different ways. So you go first because yeah. you did it in kind of what, um, you know, Disney Plus intended. The Marvel people love to say that this will change the MCU as we know it with like each release of, the, of a movie. And like, this is the first mm-hmm. trailer I saw where I was like, wow, I think they're actually going to. And like the trailer mm-hmm. is like super captivating in all the right ways. It's like genre bend- bending and um, like the world is centered around, centered around a, like a fan favorite couple, one of which up until now has been presumed to be dead. So it's like a lot of questions and no answers. Like, why are there so many time periods? What's with the TV sitcom style world? The embodied voice at the end being like, who is doing this to you, Wanda? I was like hooked and I was very interested. So like, in my opinion, Disney Plus led us to be like, here's the world. It's really cool. And then I think they released it in the wrong way. Um, Like in, in, In the end, I think enough people watched it for it to stick around and actually work out. But I think if this had been like any other, like a standalone superhero tv show people would have like tuned out by episode Mm -hmm. two because i mean i think we're just really used to binging full seasons getting them dropped and then watching a full season at once and now Mm -hmm. i'm seeing like a lot of streaming sites kind of revert back to the older ways of weekly releases of episodes and then maybe it's perhaps like due to this like lack of material being made because of COVID restrictions. And so they can stretch out what they have to last longer. Maybe it's a way to get people to log in each week, whatever it is. I think Disney plus is the biggest culprit to the disruption of our binge addicted way of life. And that is what I'm going to say about that. They have, they did the same thing with Mandalorian and now they did this where they released the first two episodes in week one. And then like one episode each week after that. Mm-hmm. And now that we've watched the whole show we know that we don't really get to that like cliffhanger moment at the end of what would be a pilot on like fox or abc or whatever at the end we get it at the end of episode three so it's like you have to watch three episodes before you're fully like i get the show i understand the world i do this and so it was like the first two episodes that came out were like a really cool now going back and watching it it's so cool that they had the opportunity and the ability to do this they wouldn't have been able to do this in a movie where we could have watched episodes full episodes so it is really cool going back but when i was watching it i got frustrated because i thought maybe they were like not making a superhero show i thought maybe it really was going to be a redo of I Love Lucy or Brady Bunch or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a a bummer. And so I like tuned out, but it wasn't until Twitter went off and we're like, yes, Wanda, yes, Wanda and Vision. Ah." And I was like, and they were like, Agnes. ah." And I was like, okay, I gotta go back. And I watched all of it and I fell in love and I was addicted. And I just think that like, in short, Wanda Vision is the antithesis of any Ryan Murphy show. What? Because Ryan Murphy gets to, like, the midpoint of the season at, like, page 10 of the pilot. Like, he he is, like, here, we've killed off the main character. There are three new villains that go nowhere. And, by the way, we've moved location 14 times. And, like, with WandaVision, I was like, okay, so we've got the main characters. Mm -hmm. Episode two. Still the main characters. I don't know who the villain is. I don't know what we're doing here, and neither do they. To be fair, that is maybe, like, a big commentary on that kind of tv show which is like that that golden era of tv where we just like watch television just to release our 
ourselves from our life. But, and then I do think they, it is really cool that they were able to do all of it, including all those intros and everything inside a television show. I think it is really cool going back and watching it, but there's so many Easter eggs. Ugh, the Easter eggs. So many Easter eggs now that some that I caught now I've like done a deep dive and I've caught more, but I even, I think like not knowing all of the Easter eggs, I still really enjoyed it. I think they should have done the HBO max model, which they did with search party, which was three episodes at a time. I think it was three drops of three or something like that. I think that was like the perfect way to binge a show. I see why people who watch this week to week got frustrated. I binged it all at once. And when you binge it all at once, like, I, I had a great time. Um, and I think it does make it a little easier because you get to the action pretty quickly. This show is kind of made, sure, for Marvel nerds, but also for television nerds. Right. Or like pop culture nerds, I guess, maybe to have cast a larger net because we get all of these little Marvel references, which was nice. And we get all these little TV references. And I think Elizabeth Olsen does an amazing job. Like, I think she really does navigate the different styles of the genres while still staying, like, very grounded in who Wanda is. She was funny, but she never lost sight of the fact that in her core, this was a woman who's lost everything. And, like, sprinkle a little Catherine Hahn on anything, and I'm in. Um, The other thing I do want to say about watching WandaVision as, like, a TV nerd is I think this is a really good testament to the power of of the medium of television as opposed to the medium of movies because like I have watched the Marvel movies for years I've known these characters for years watching what is it eight nine episodes of WandaVision and then nine and then going back and watching all of the Avengers movies I was like so much more endowed to Wanda than I was to any of these characters like I watched with my roommate who hasn't watched WandaVision and the minute she comes on screen, I was like, that's my fucking girl. And my roommate was like, what? <laughs> what? They were like, it like, just started. <laughs> yeah, she was like, she's barely in these movies. And I was like, nah, uh-uh, fuck Tony Stark, fuck Cap. Like, I'm all in for Wanda. And that's TV. Like, that's because you get to watch characters have more of an art. It, this makes way more sense for, like, the Scarlet Witch and Vision to have than for them to release a theatrical film. For Like, yeah. I feel like more people tuned into this than they would have if it was a solo movie. Right, 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 right. All right, well, let's now do what we do best, and let's talk about couples. Um, we're going to now move into a discussion away from just Marvel and now into Wanda and Vision. Um, so we're going to talk about them for a second and their love story within the MCU. Normally, this is the time in the show where we would go into relatable content. However, um, I like I said, I'm not delusional and I'm going to understand that a Scarlet Witch uh, dating a synthetic. What is he? Synthetic. Well, there's several things of what he is, but I think so far in the humanoid version, he is still just technically just vibranium. So listen, we know that that's not relatable. However, I do think there are a lot of reasons you may relate to Wanda and Vision's story. So this isn't relatable content, but you may relate to this content if, and I think you may relate to WandaVision if you've ever lost somebody. Now you may relate to Wanda if you're going through a trauma that you're not sure how to unpack with your partner. 
because yeah. I think she knows what she's going through a little bit more than he does, at least in the version of him. And then on yeah. the reverse side of that, you may relate to vision if you feel your partner is holding back or hiding something. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a little clip of some people fighting and being like, you're being such a Wanda right now. Just tell me what's going on. <laughs> what is this world you've created? You're being such a vision and that you're a robot who's unfeeling. Just kidding. He's not unfeeling. He does feel. And he that's the miracle feel. of it. Mm-hmm. When in Civil War, when he goes to like save Wanda and make sure Wanda's okay. Tony's like, what's happened? And he's like, I got distracted. And Tony was like, you're not supposed to, I didn't think you could do that. And he's like, neither did I. Anyway, you may relate to WandaVision. If you've ever felt reality was so unbearable that you've wanted to escape into a fantasy world, AKA everyone who watched every Marvel movie Mm -hmm. over the pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) You may relate to WandaVision if your entire relationship is in your head and not in reality. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've never done that. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, or you may relate to WandaVision if a relationship ended sooner than you wanted. And so you've played out the entire possibility of that relationship in your head. Put that on a shirt. That'd be a really weird shirt, but... <laughs> really long title. really long title but it <sighs> that is yeah, true next though. time your friend's like next time your friend's like okay but if we had stayed together we could have gone upstate and like gone apple picking you'd it, be like you're wandavisioning right it's now tr- okay? yeah you're wandavisioning right now and it is true though it's like you walk past the restaurant that you and your ex might have talked about eating at and someone's like you want to eat at that restaurant and you're like i can't i was supposed to save that for <laughs> someone Oh, okay. Break it down. Break it down for us. Let's let's break it down. Who are Wanda and Vision and why do we ship them? As a couple. I'll go first. As a couple. Why do we ship? Why do we support their relationship? I'll go first because I'm clearly opinionated about it. Um, I love a work crush. Okay. And that's at its core. That's what this is. Actually, something I do take issue with in the MCU is that there wasn't more inter-superhero dating, at least in the MCU, because, I mean, I get so turned on at work working side by side with a coworker during like a busy restaurant shift. I feel like I'd find it pretty hot if you were consistently saving the world right next to me. Right. Too it's hot. remarkable to me, too hot, that they that they're not all banging. Right. To, um, imagine being turned on and being like, I know the world is ending and it is up to us to save it. But like, can we bang it out in the closet for a sec and then save it after? But that is exactly why we have Grey's Anatomy. A hundred percent. Okay. But okay. If we are looking at them as a couple, like from the very top, like the Marvel studio intro fades to black, like right then mm-hmm. they're hard to not like. Yes, they're hard to not like. Like, a lot of it is like the classic if you want to make the audience cry, kill a puppy move. Like, if you want a good love story, kill one of the lovers. And it's like a Mm. sucker for us. Like, we love that stuff. Like, we are, we just, we end up eating it all up. And up until now, this couple's kind of been like on the sidelines. It's kind of sad because like Scarlet Witch is incredibly powerful. She's really high up on the Avengers of like how powerful she really is. Yeah. And most of her scenes aren't really actiony and stuff. It's like the loss of a brother here being replaced with a lover and we get to see this romance. So it's kind of hard to not root for them when it's all we've seen, but it's also kind of like all we've known. That's true. Like 
they really didn't give their relationship during the movies any flaws. And I wonder if it's probably the kill your puppy aspect of like they knew that Vision had to die. So they were like, let's make them super in love. We've had like these moments of the relationship throughout the past few years. So we feel like we've had this history with them, but not so much Mm -hmm. a like relationship with them. And it's like when you're like scrolling through your feed and you come across the one girl who used to party with and she's posting about the journey she's been on with like her husband and all these major things. And you're like, wait a second husband like whoa and then you like go back on her photos and you've like several of these like major like monumental photos like the engagement the dress pick the wedding the dress pick again them holding a set of keys in front of a ranch style home the dress pick at least three more times but for some reason you've forgotten who her husband was like that for me is wandavision like wanda is the party girl who i knew and i loved and i followed her and then there was her husband vision and i was always just like good for him good for him good for him yeah yeah i kind of see them as the couple where like she is the star of the relationship you know those couples Mm -hmm. where like there has to be there is one person that's like the dominant force in the relationship like she's the charismatic one she's the intense one she's the one like you know walking into the party and everyone's like wanda and you showed up you shut up and like she's like eight groups of friends there and he is like the sweet doting husband that's just gonna care for her and sacrifice for her but also like calm her down a bit and you're kind of like hmm not who I would picture you with but like this actually makes sense you know those girls right like Like, "Hmm, and the ones that are like I totally see them where they've gone separate ways at their party and they've that you see them kind of circle back and connect with each other but he's not following hers, which is why you like them. You can still be her friend. He's like standing in the corner, like drinking a whiskey on the rocks, talking to like two other husbands and she's like making the rounds. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Right. But they have total faith in each other and they're like, fine. They like know that this is what they do at the parties. And then they go home and they great. They have great sex. Great sex. I mean, how did they create those babies? Vision stone sex. Right. (laughs) Vision. You think sex on Molly is good? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's bad vision stone sex. Yeah. Okay. That that took a turn. Okay. The other reason that I really love them as a couple is that I do feel like they're one of the MCU couples that really see each other in the midst of chaos. And I do appreciate the MCU for giving us these like kind of quiet moments with them in order to do this. Because I think whenever we're going through something that is big or traumatic, we are drawn to the people that do see us in these moments. And I think so many people see her as a monster, you know, and and she's still gaining control of her power. She's still figuring out who she is. And he really sees her as just like a as just a person, as a woman. And in as we see in the WandaVision flashback and they're like, chic, upstate New York compound. <laughs> Amongst the many Airbnbs I couldn't afford this summer when I wanted to go upstate, he, you know, came into her life and and, and also came into the world. Like right after <laughs> she lost her brother, right after she realized that she's been working for basically a terrorist organization for most of her adult life, like she doesn't know who she is. And he is able to see through everything to her humanity and be patient and kind and talk to her about her grief instead of ignoring it. And that is a big superhero movie trope for me, whereas like a lot of these characters don't have anybody to work through their grief with. 
not everybody needs somebody who is going to like check in with them and be like, are you okay? Are you good? But for people working through pain and grief who have nobody, that's hugely important. And like, that's what he does for her. Right. I mean, I think he does. He says it in a great way too, where he's like, if you want to open up and if you want to do this, which is like, if you have the room or the capacity, which I think is a great thing. I hate when people, some, someone bombards me into their emotional, just lay it on you without being like, can I tell you something? Or like, oh, something's on my mind. And I like, do you have the space or the room or the time to deal with this? Because sometimes you don't. And you're like, oh, great. Now mm-hmm. I'm stuck here with like your emotions too. He does a great job right. with that. Yeah, he really manages it well. Take a note from Vision, y'all. And then also, I just think like, I know that this is the quote that's going to be like printed on a million Etsy products. But like, what is grief if not love persevering is is gorgeous. And I think any man, whatever he is, part skin printing, part Vision (laughs) Stone, part uh, Mark Ruffalo, part Robert Downey Jr., Like if any person was to hold space for my grief and my love and my witchy ways, I'd be all in too. I like it. So basically you're saying that he was a super boyfriend and you support that. (laughs) Be more like Vision, like with everyone, not just to your your partners or your crushes. Be like Vision with everyone else. I'm learning to be more of the Vision I wish to see in this world. Anyway. Oh my god. They're in in um it must be Infinity War. Um when they're in Scotland and they've like you get the sense that they've spent the past two years like going back and forth and figuring out like if this will work or if this won't work. And he's like trying to have a conversation about her of like I want this to work and he starts like he's like, You and I, we uh and then he goes, You know what? I'm just gonna speak for myself. This is how I feel. And I think that of like, you know what? I'm just gonna speak for myself is uh, something we can all take notes from is like, don't try to write, write a whole narrative about where this person's at. Sometimes it's just hotter right. to speak for yourself. Truly. And be like, this, comp- this situation's complicated, but like, I'm gonna let you know how I feel. Yeah, speak for yourself, but then also realize that when they speak for themselves, they might not be where you just put them. So speaking for yourself is great. But like mm-hmm. doing that thing of putting them in a box being like, the other thing that I do think is so like sad and tragic and beautiful about them is that in the show, she's obviously mourning the loss of him, but she's also mourning the loss of the future that they never had. Mm-hmm. Because even as I just spoke to in Infinity War, they like make reference to the fact that they've been going back and forth, figuring out if this works. And then it's really sad. It's like they decide that, okay, no, we we do want to do this. We want to make a commitment that this works and we want to stay together and be together and give it a real shot. And then Infinity War happens. And we know what and, happens uh, there. And we know what happens there. And Monica Rambo, that's yeah. Monica Rambo, says it mm-hmm. like straight to her. She says like the thesis statement of the, the show, I think, yeah. which is, I wrote down the quote, I like put caption on and I wrote it just we had it so that no one came for me. It says, I lost the person closest to me too. The worst thing I can think of has already happened to me and I can't change it. I can't undo it. I can't control this pain anymore. And I don't think I want to because it's my truth. And we see in the flashback when she walks through the foundation of what would have been her house that she like lets go Mm -hmm. of control of controlling it all because it becomes her truth. Yeah. Yeah. And it sets up the whole world. Mm -hmm. sometimes it's okay to be where you're at yeah 
Yeah, and I think that's like the crux of WandaVision, right? She like wants to keep the memory of who Vision was alive. Like that's where she's at. But she's also mourning the future she never got to have with him by like living with the fantasy of what could have been. And I know I said I'm not going to make too many real life um, connections and real dating connections. But here's my one. I do think when you lose somebody, you think about the moments of your life that you never got to witness with them. You think about what they would be doing if they were here Mm -hmm. and you do play out these big romantic moments. And yes, I'm sure I know that that's true when you lose somebody, when somebody dies, but even, even I think it's true when a relationship like ends quicker than you expected because you break up or you can't be together for other reasons. I think sometimes it's hard to get past those relationships because you have to let go of all the fantasies of what could have been. So, like, I feel like I play WandaVision all the time Same. when I'm thinking of, like, oh, like, oh, this crush that, like, never turned into anything more. Think about this beautiful romance we could have had, like, walking dogs and, like, Same. getting high and green point. My WandaVision is uh, high maintenance is, is, is what I'm saying. My WandaVision is playing out, like, a little standalone episode of high maintenance where we have a perfect day in green point and like, eventually <laughs> at some point get weed. JP, what's your WandaVision? What do you play out? What do you play out in your head? What show is it? It's probably Game of Thrones. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my long lost lover is millions of miles away, but he's just in Harlem and I don't know how to get to him. I have to walk. It'll take me three seasons to get there. And by the time I get there, he's fully moved on. That's okay. Cause I hate the person he's with. And I'm going to beat him. And I've learned all these new skills on my journey. (laughs) No, I mean, that is kind of true. A lot of my WandaVision versions are like, I'm the star of the show. Just like Wanda. (laughs) Just like Wanda, Wanda, to be fair. And um, I don't know about what show it is, though. I definitely, there are relationships that I idolize in television that I'd be like, oh, that would be hot to have. The ones that I dream about that when I'm like fantasize in my head about someone and it plays out kind of feel a lot like Catherine Hahn and girls. And uh, I know in my mind, I'm always like the one doing the work. And then I have to come home to my cheating husband. And I'm like, why did I pick you? You're no longer in the I really challenge you to um, play out a relationship in your mind that's not the Catherine Hahn plot of girls. Like maybe... The Catherine Hahn plot of parenthood? Not parenthood, I meant transparent. Which also doesn't end well for her. I know. Okay, I just think in general, maybe if we're going to fully WandaVision and imagine a like a great romantic future. I love Lucy. It would be I love Lucy. I would be Lucy and I'd have this like showrunner husband who i keep trying who knows i would kill it on his show and the Mm -hmm. whole reason why he doesn't put me on his show is because he knows i would kill it but i'd also probably destroy half the set and cost money and i would not be good as a celebrity which is why i do podcasts (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) Uh, oh that feels correct Oh, okay. Before we wrap up with our like fun, ridiculous thing we're going to try to do, what are your predictions for the future of Wanda and Vision versus like because of where they leave it? Okay, so my hot take on it is that they are setting Wanda up to be the next Thanos. 
I think she is going, I think they are setting her up to be the next major villain. There are like within the Marvel, this is where we're getting a little comic-y and when people can start being like, you're wrong. Is there within the comics, there are creatures, like beings who are beyond the universes. They can kind of like morph other universes and stuff. And she's one of them. And in Mm. a variation, she is a villain so powerful that she destroys all of the Avengers. And when she has destroyed all of her friends and family, she realizes how evil and powerful she is. And she kind of just disappears. That's where I think they're heading towards it. I think they're heading Wanda in that direction. And I think they're going to make vision. I don't know. It's there's so many possibilities. Like the comics really lead us in four different thousand directions that they stay together. They get divorced. They make different lovers. They're very vengeful. They get back together. Shit like that. Yeah, I mean, that's hard to say what direction they'll take it with them. I get the sense that Wanda and Vision will reunite. Right. Because they do leave it of like, we've said goodbye, but before, which leads me to believe like, we'll say good, we'll say hello again. And I don't think that they would put that in there just for shits and giggles. Like, I think that if they're putting in that in there, it's somewhat intentional. And also like, why would they do the whole thing of the all white vision if they, he wasn't going to be there. That unfortunately does make sense to me of her, of setting her up as the next villain, because she is by far more powerful than any Avenger we've seen. Right. She's shown signs of like all of the vision stones. Right. She, she like is the one who destroyed Ultron, but she could have done it like so much earlier. She had the power to do it. She just didn't know it. All I know is I'm still on Team WandaVision. I want them to make it work. Me too. And I am of the belief that they will say hello again. um, Because they've just they've just set them up to do for it. And I'm excited for when they do. And I think if there was anybody that could like calm her down, this comes back to like our theory about her being like the the starry girl at the party is if there's anyone to like kind of bring her back down to earth, it would be vision. For real. Okay. Uh, so now we're really just gonna end this episode on a wild note. We are going to give our opinions about our favorite and our least favorite MCU couples. Um, starting with our least favorite. Well, I mean, this one kind of is an almost couple, but in the mind, same sort of way that we could have had a WandaVision show if we didn't have him in every single uh, like Marvel movie already. On him, yeah, yeah. Right, already, just like getting him as buff as he is. Um, Captain America and Peggy, I just kind of think that they are really boring. And I think that they are like quintessential comic book man-woman relationship where even though she has it all, she's like kind of above him in ranks. She still you know like she has this like i mean she does have she does get her little short film which is nice if you haven't seen it there's like a little short for her character uh which is kind of cool um but so we do get to see like a more fleshed out person but his obsession with her for just years to come later i'm like you guys didn't even have anything no like you had a kiss like you had like can i speak for a moment about this kiss yes the lamest kiss of all time and i understand that like probably little lame small steve rogers it was probably your first kiss and i'm not gonna claim like i nailed it on the first time either i kissed her nose my first kiss i kissed her nose it was backstage we were like in the middle of a musical and we were backstage and i couldn't see (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> I was. But that's might as well what Captain America has done. She like, right. grabs him, pulls him in. A high stakes moment should be a great kiss. And like, slip her some tongue. You're about to die. <laughs> well, I, I just think that Captain America has, in all of his like little flings that they try to make it work for him, it just, he it comes off as an asexual man to me. And like, I really don't think he wants to be with someone in that way she really is there to feel my thing about the time travel is like did he go back and like ruin her relationship with the like husband (laughs) right and kids that That she she had had? like because that's kind of fucked up also i'm sorry the emily van camp thing the uh niece of peggy's that he hooks up with inappropriate right i'm sorry like i know you probably wanted to like throw him a bone but we like didn't need to make her hurt peggy's niece we didn't mean we didn't need to do it uh, and it's inappropriate. And that kiss, also lame. Okay? This man can't Weird. Kiss. He's a bad kisser. Yeah. He definitely looks like someone who's bad in bed as well. Yes. Like the person who, if there's a mirror in your bedroom, he probably looks at the mirror more than more he does than you. <laughs> Which is still hot, you know? <laughs> if it's working for you. All right. What's your least favorite? Um, My least favorite is Bruce and Natasha. This is your least favorite. Okay. Uh my least favorite here's why it's at the bottom it's not necessarily because of them that they don't make sense as a couple because i actually do feel like they make sense as a couple i see why the mcu did it and i know that hulk has like a love interest in the comics that we don't get played out in the mcu i know that i get it but it makes sense that they would throw the two avengers together that share guilt and share feeling like a monster. And like I said earlier, like it always didn't sit right with me that there wasn't more inter Avenger dating because it's hot to watch somebody save the world. The reason that they are at the bottom, this is uh, an issue. I'm going to take issue with the Marvel cinematic universe because the reason that they're at bottom, that they are at the bottom is the lack of accountability on Marvel's side. What? Yeah, let them have it. Let them have it. I, I, <laughs> Tell them. I'm going to speak. Tell them. I know they're listening. <laughs> Tell them. What was the point of giving us a total of, what, four mm-hmm. scenes of sexual <laughs> tension buildup? We get like 15 minutes. It's like 50 shades of green over here. And we get nothing. <laughs> we don't even get anything. We know that she yeah. is a killer like she probably is she isn't she like trained to kill people with sex you had every opportunity to give us like a a glimpse of a sex scene in the marvel universe and i kind of do think they have good chemistry i feel like what they were doing was like you know how in like female-led action movies they're like trying to get men to watch them and so they're like no 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 the hunger games has like killing the hunger games has blood come watch it (laughs) even though it's female red but I think they were trying to do this to me with the MCU. They're like, no, look, there's a couple you can root for. Look, 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 there's going to be a central romance that you can like get behind and care about and like track in every, in every battle to make sure that they're checking in with one one another. And then they get one again, lame kiss and that's it. They're going to send him off to space and then they're going to kill her. And when they reunite, there's almost no acknowledgement of it. I am livid at the lack of accountability. Just don't give it to us at all. If you're going to give us like 15 lame minutes of it and then drop it from your like 
plot all together. How can you put in so much attention to detail that the commercials in WandaVision are like making reference to like deep cut comic books, but you forget about the fact that you put Bruce Banner and Black Widow together. And in the next movie, you're like, oh. And we didn't all think about the size that the Hulk is when he is the Hulk. Give us an idea. Give us a little, a little Black Widow is like, oh, he's big or something. Good luck. Yeah, good. No, I mean, I'm I'm for it. Good luck to Black Widow. Well. Well, she won't need it because she's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Yeah, good luck to the dead girl. Um, All right. All right, what is okay. your favorite MCU I have couple? been read for this from other gay comic book nerds for even saying this, but my favorite comic book couple, or MCU couple and comic book couple, is uh, Thor and Jane. Because Thor oh. is very much, I mean, like, he is, like, bronze, and she is brains. I just love that she loves him more than like as a person, but she's just fascinated with the proof that she has been studying her whole life to prove that there, this, this science exists and he is living proof of it. And I love that when she gets reunited with him, that she, they, she does get to acknowledge it. She comes up and she slaps him in the face and she was like, where were you? And he was like, well, I had to save the universe. And she's like, that's a really good excuse, but you were in New York. Why didn't you hit me up? And he was like, well, I just did like, blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, I don't know. Based on what I've read online, I'm not quite sure if they are their love story can, is going to continue much further into the MCU mm-hmm. universe. But I do love Natalie Portman in, in a lot of things. I just think she's like really fun. She seems like she's a nice woman. And... <laughs> <laughs> We stand. Yeah, we stand. Natalie Portman Portman and Chris Hemsworth. 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 Okay. Well, not okay. Miley Cyrus's ex brother-in-law. That's how I'll refer to him now. He's hot, and I'm not really into blondes, but he's so hot. And I think that Thor and Jane, just like part of them, is like I want to be Jane. I want to be like a smart little nerdy boy that this like dumb me like not mean, but a lot of people are like he's too powerful, he's too much, he's too stupid, and they're like not with me, he's not. With me, he's really gentle. He's really sweet. He's really sweet. <laughs> so I just, I like their dynamic because she is so controversial in his world and he's so controversial in hers, but they have a cool connection. And they have the best kiss in they the really MCU. Do. The only people to use a little bit of tongue. Jesus He's Christ. And truly, he's not saving the world to save the world. He's saving the world because it's Jane's world. Do I think that if they were real life people that were my friends, that I would want them to be together? Just for a little bit, for at least one summer. I'd be like, yeah, you guys can't. But yeah, like, yeah. don't get married to him, Jane. I was like... <laughs> right, right. I'd be like, oh my God, Jane, you deserve this. You so hard. So hard. <laughs> you, just, you just need to date like a dumb, hot yeah, but guy. God, yes, Jane, I love this for you. Don't marry him because you know where he's going to take you for your honeymoon? He's going to take you to Daytona Beach. He's going to drive you to Daytona Beach. He's not going to take you where you deserve, Jane. Okay. My couple, my favorite couple. WandaVision. (laughs) 
obviously right. but i'd be like okay come on corny the most anticlimactic we love them and i'd say probably they're like my number two or number three you can come for me if you want but my favorite couple in the mcu is ant-man and wasp okay because have you all and if you don't agree with me i'll ask you have you actually watched both of these movies because they have a pretty intense sexual chemistry for an MCU couple. They have rom-com chemistry where they've known each other previously. They have they both have history. Yeah, they fight yeah. a little bit. We get a classic like, oh, now I'm nose to nose with you and like we're sweaty and I don't know what to do. And also like, I think I am a sucker for couples, fictionally and non-fictionally, who like, quote, make a great mm. team. And, and you know like uh, like i've said many times i love a work crush so i love that they like work together they like fight side by side and i'm a sucker for hot young dads this is just an entire ad for your types work yes, crushes I, I, and <laughs> single dads. Hot young dads they don't oh, even have to be honey. single just hot and young Okay, but also here is legitimately why I like them. I think in so many other like of the superhero couples, it's kind of like assumed that they will be together, that they will like wait for the other person. And similar to Thor and Jane, like he doesn't take her to Germany to for a civil war, I think. And she's like rightfully pissed. And she's like, I would have gone with you. And like, you probably wouldn't have lost if you had taken me with you. And then she like roasts him for calling Captain America Cap. And and he she really makes him earn her back. And even by the end of Ant-Man and Wasp, it's not like it's alluded to that they're going to be together, but we don't get this. Like, it's, it's not this big, like, oh, you did one thing for me. And now, like, now I'm yours. It's kind of like, oh, let's start to like build back this relationship together. And by like end game, they are clearly together. And I think maybe this is really just about me wanting somebody that is like a true partner to me. And maybe I'm putting a lot on this couple. Not that I'm like really sitting here and thinking about it. But again, a couple that can kiss. A couple that both of them have agency. uh, And they can make fun of each other and call each other on their shit. And he gets along with her dad. And that's what I have to say about that. All right. Well, until... Until MCU gives us another couple to talk about, we'll be here reviewing, uh, you know, shows that feel like a little bit more closer to the brand, like, you know, Gossip Girl and New Girl. Things that are truly centered around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm happy that the MCU gave us some romance. And I think it's good for everyone watching MCU to remember that love is possible and exists. And it's hard and it's work which is what mm-hmm. they show us. I love that when Vision is like finds out what she really did, he puts himself in her shoes instead of like, he does blame her a bit, but he's like, oh, but that must have been so hard for her to watch and go through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that do, do that more to your, your friends and your partners. Put yourself in your shoes. Uh, but until that time, um, I'll be here. JP will be here sometime. Stocking Shit Podcast will be here reviewing fictional relationships and uh, how they affect our non-fictional lives. Or like today, just why we like them and why we care mm-hmm. about them. So thank you all for listening. JP, would you like to share your social media and any upcoming projects you have and where people can yeah, find sure. I My social media is private, so you cannot follow me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> my social media is at... J-A-Y-P-A-E-P-A-E at J-P-A-Y-P-A-E. My web series, uh, Cursed, is at SikaTV.com slash Cursed. It's a web series. Check it out. You can also see that on the link at my Instagram. Megan, do you want to tell yours? 
Do you want to tell everyone your 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 handle? At least they don't hear it enough. I'll link all of JP's stuff in the show notes. I'm Megan. I'm at only Megan815 on Twitter and Instagram. You can file the podcast on Instagram at Talking Ship Podcast. We're also now on TikTok. You can find the podcast on TikTok at Talking Ship Podcast. We want to hear your WandaVision impersonations. Um, <laughs> impersonation we want to hear your wandavision thoughts why you thought of the show what shows you thought they were referencing why you like them in the mcu as well as your mcu controversial relationship controversial opinions so send them to us and you know if you want to tell us things we were wrong about yes. that's fine just know that we know that we were wrong we about certain things. and is that so wrong we're flawed. Everyone's flawed. Wanda's flawed. Vision's flawed. We're all just chaos, you chaos know? We're all just energy. chaos wish- witches trying to make a life for ourselves. Are you a good Jersey. witch or a bad witch? <laughs> I think you're a bad <laughs> witch. On affairs, connect to Chris Pratt, connect to Guardians of the Galaxy. It all comes. Connect to Wizard of Oz because Agatha has a lot of Wicked Witch of the West themes. Because when she the house lands on her, or the car lands on her, her feet kind of are there. Like, it's also directed. That episode was directed by the guy who directed Journey into Oz or whatever that James Franco Oz movie was. We also get her on the bike. Yes. Which is very... Okay, that's our pop culture thesis. And we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.